0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Lovely to see you all. Thank you for coming Um, on this bank holiday. Comedians don't get a bank holiday. Bloody banks. Well, they've done to deserve a holiday. I need a holiday. Uh, But I've been doing this instead all day. It's been fantastic. Hello, welcome back. Been a little while since I've seen you. How are you doing? It's the school girl. She's at the front there. She's there. (laughs) nice to see the return of some popular characters. You're there again, like a bad smell, you're there, yeah. <laughs> Another girl sitting next to you doesn't know you're a different girl than last week, aren't you? They were sitting next to me, yeah. They don't learn, don't sit next to Graham tricks. How do you do it? How do you get these attractive women to sit next to you, Graham? You phone out the box and say, where are the pretty girls? Look at the credit card details, find out their age. I will sit next to them. Well, be careful. He's a bit grabbing. You know, you've, you've come wearing hardly any clothes, which is a bad mistake. But a, you're sitting next to Greg Triggs, and B, I am on stage. There's a lot of flesh there for, uh, for an, a man of my age to be looking at. Luckily, my penis is mainly withered away. I'm quite old now, so... It takes a lot to get me going, I have to tell you. It's so, so, amazing how that happens, isn't it, Graham? As you get older. It's amazing. When I was 40, just... Poof, I'd, be, I'd be a wreck now, but... Gonna take, it's going to take a lot more than that. It's just uh, it's a little challenge to you. Uh, so, um, <laughs> um, though you are incredibly gorgeous. That's not because you're not incredibly gorgeous. It's because I'm incredibly old and uh, fucked up. Uh, so uh, anyway, but... Uh, uh, is this coming out loud? Sorry, I thought this was my internal monologue. I didn't realise Someone tweeted there were a lot of women in the audience today, which was that someone was surprised. A man tweeted, there are a lot, of, a lot of women in there. <laughs> got a bit overexcited by... Uh, we'll see what their longest queues for the toilets are in the second half. It seems fairly fat-bearded men to me. I'm, not, I'm I just caught, I just caught your eye! I just caught your eye at that point. It's not just you, there's lots like you. Mainly is you, and no, I can't see another. No, it's you. It's just you. Uh, so um, anyway, it's very, this is as it occurs. This isn't. This isn't the podcast. So the way it's going, maybe it should be. Uh, this is better than anything in the script. Uh, uh, which uh, yeah, so within the second half is, is the actual podcast I come on and do. You. This is your bonus. Uh, 40 minutes of stand-up, which is essentially just me fucking around for 40 minutes, and maybe chucking in some routines if things are going badly. But I'll hopefully just get away with chatting uh, to idiots. Uh, it's my it's my plan. Uh, so um, uh, so yeah, we'll do the we'll do the podcast. Who has um, never heard the as it occurs to me podcast before? Cheer now. Yay! Few of you you're going to be really confused uh, by what's going. There's probably nothing you will understand in the uh, in the show today. It's always good to watch it, listen to it before, and uh, just catch up. This this is uh, the 25th episode, we'll make some <laughs> of, uh, of <laughs> the So there's 20, 24 weeks of in-jokes to catch up on. <laughs> but, uh, Hopefully, most of it will make sense. Most of them are new for this series, at least, but that doesn't help you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we do a podcast. It's like, probably, we'll see how long it goes on, 40, 40, 50, 40 minutes to an hour of uh, podcast. but I'll do some uh, stand-up first. Um, the others will come out. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, let's see what I've... Uh, the thing that I forgot to put in the script this week, which I don't know if there's anything in this anyway, I just suddenly realised, uh, There's not much has happened to me. I've been very, very busy. I've been having a, a lot of work to do. It's too I've taken on too much. To be honest, I'm regretting doing, as it occurs to me. It takes up. I've managed to get down to do it in a day but it still takes up a massive amount of my time because it takes if you do it in a day I, had to go, I was up at 6 o'clock this morning um, I, I was going to go up at 7 but I woke up at 6 I thought I might as well get on with it eh? uh, and um, so I was doing a bit of work yesterday but then up tomorrow I'll be too fucked to do anything tomorrow. maybe I should have a day off eh no but I'm doing uh, I'm doing his stupid fucking thing old oh, Ben Walker's stupid fucking pappy's flat chair slam down tomorrow night aren't I like a Prize pranny. Uh, so that's good though. Come and see that if you, if you want to see another podcast tomorrow. But yeah, it's just I've been in Amsterdam. We'll talk to that that's in the podcast this week. And um, uh, yeah, I've been, lots of stuff going on. Uh, too much stuff. I've me- meant to have written a proper script that I get paid for this week, uh, which I meant, to be, I meant to finish tomorrow for the BBC. It's like a comedy drama. I've written four pages of that.
1: <laughs>
0: I've decided to do this, which I get paid nothing for. I've decided to devote my life to this. Which is a shoddy, half assed fucking thing that anyone who listens will go, Well that's not very, not very good, is it? It sounds like he's written that in a day. That's not... <laughs> he's useless. But rather than doing my actual work, I get paid for it, which is nice. But the thing I forgot to mention in the script, probably because it isn't that interesting, is that when I was in uh, Amsterdam, I was looking at myself in the mirror, in the dressing room, there's nothing else to do, I'm a very handsome man, and I was intrigued. <laughs> I just caught sight of myself and I was just, you know, trapped in the game. But I noticed that I, uh, I, had, uh, I had a very... What well, firstly was quite weird about me is when I wanted to see pictures of myself when I was young, I have dark, very dark eyebrows, right? They're a proper dark, complete full eyebrows. How has that changed? So my, how's my... They haven't gone grey. They've just... They're no longer... There's less hair in my eyebrows or something. They used to be they were like, straw, beautiful. They look like i plucked them and everything. They looked amazing. And they've just... What's that about? How did that happen? No one warned me about that. The testicles thing, they sometimes warn you about that and change, don't they? They change, they look awful. Uh, but um, no one warned me about the, um, about the eyebrows. But I've noticed, this is the first sign, well, not one of the early signs of, of getting old. I've just noticed one incredibly long eyebrow hair, like three times as long. Has any? Then how's that got through? How has that eyebrow hair managed to last? Is it just grown like it just spurt overnight? You're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run away from the rest. See if anyone notices. Or has it been there for weeks? I'm gonna say like, it's been tucking, it's tucked away behind, it, and I haven't spotted it. It's been surreptitiously growing longer and like massive, like an old Dennis Healy man. I was like, okay. I pulled it out. It has to learn. You have to teach. You have to warn the other hairs. Not to get eyes above, to get ideas above their station, uh, because you have to take it out. But us it, it so I mentioned it on Twitter, and lots of people started talking about uh, unusual hair. You get e- hair ear hair. Have you had that, Graham? Yeah. yeah. Did you get it t- taken off in the barbers? No. Just pull it. Just leave it. Let it go. So the woman was looking round there behind you <laughs> to look at your ear hair. So I hope it's not. Because I thought I didn't have any, and then I know Well, I had, like, some growing on the inside of my lobe that I noticed, and I pulled those out a few months ago, and I thought, oh, they're gone. But then I checked, they, they'd come back, they keep going. <laughs> so you think you've got rid of them, but they come back, and they double. That's why with my grey hairs, I started pulling out my grey hairs, but then, then when they first started coming, and then loads came. It's like they knew... It's like they didn't mind, and then I showed sort of hair racism. Um, <laughs> the other hairs... The other hair's turned against, they thought, oh, I'd liked him, but he's been racist against that white. It was, a rev- it was like Planet of the Apes, because it was reverse. It was the whites were actually the, the ones that were being kept down from the browns. It was a reverse. The reverse, so that's what Planet of the Apes is. Planet of the Apes is actually the most offensive film you could ever see, because what it's about. It's a satire of the civil rights movement in America where the apes are black people. That is, that is what, that's what that is about. I mean, it's not meant to be as, quite as, as offensive as that sounds, but it is quite offensive when you think about it. It's like imagining a world where black people are in control and they've decided to make the metaphor apes. I would say that was racist in itself. I don't think, that's, I don't think that is helpful. So, I mean, anyway, so my hairs have rebelled against me, as you may have spotted. I'm going a little, I've am going i got a little bit of grey, just, just at the temples. <laughs> but the side so ear hair, that we're talking about that, but I also, I don't know if anyone has this, I have a hair that grows here, out of a very thin, wispy hair. It's not there at the moment, it's a very rare one. It's very, very thin, and it grows out, and it grows to an incredible length, because it's so thin that it takes ages before you spot it, and then when you spot it, you take it out, and then it takes a long time to grow. Has anyone else got that? Is that just out of there? Yeah, got that? Just one hair. What, evolutionary purpose. Is that is that a throwback or is that the is that the next step that's what I mean. is that does that come from me being a monkey somewhere down the line some kind of s- strange gossamer head monkey I'd have been there in my face i don't know so um anyway that was that was something that didn't make it in the show it should have been in the show is better than anything in the show that is um so and i'm doing a show called um uh, what is love anyway? Well, like, you know, I should be. I've got too much other stuff to do. Uh, so I'm going to try some bits and pieces out that I've just found in my blog. I really genuinely haven't had time to uh, write anything new. I did some stuff last last year. Well, I'm tra- basically, uh, last year when I was doing the show about uh, Jesus, Christ and the Bike, um, I, uh, you know, at the end I sort of posited that we all believe in crazy made up stuff to get through this bleak and desolate pointless life that, you know, most. That we all have stuff because if we just were if we just believe the actual truth i don't think any of us would be able to carry on so people make up religion and moral systems that, don't, that aren't actually true no moral system is empirically true right because obviously we're animals and if there is no god there's no morality so we create these systems that we believe in that work but they're not actual things right and so i also posited possibly, possibly love uh, was uh, similarly a uh, non-existent thing that we'd made up to make our, to bind ourselves together which see like created an atmosphere like this where everyone who'd been laughing at religion yeah religion <laughs> Religious people are idiots. Oh, now he said something I believe in. And so I thought that was quite interesting. So I thought I wanted to sort of explore love, find out what it was, and attempt to destroy it. (laughs) Which, uh, I mean, I I kind of hope I'm not successful, but I'm going to try. I'll be in massive trouble. My girlfriend's going to kill me if I do, if I prove it doesn't. I'll probably have to sleep on the sofa for like two weeks. Uh, (laughs) But so I've been looking at love, and there was a couple of stories that had... um, Kind of interested me about that. And one of these things that um, I thought about a few a few months ago was uh, when I go I go to a new. I've just moved to a change to a new dry cleaners recently. I, mean, I have sometimes wear suits now, not today, but um, I've grown up. That's why. I, I'm an adult now. Uh, so I sometimes wear suits. So I go to the dry cleaner a bit a bit more often than I used to. And I, but I, when I went to this new one, what they do is they put like. Um, when they give you the suit back, it's in that polythene thing. But on the, back, on the hanger, right, to protect the suit, they have the suit protector thing. Uh, and it's uh, under the polythene. And on the cover, it reads, we love our customers. Right? That's what it's, it's, It actually doesn't say love. It, it has a kind of picture of a heart. Okay, but you know, we heart our customers. But that is taken to mean love in most cases. It, it could mean they're threatening to remove the hearts of all their customers. I don't think it is that. I'm 99% certain it is... What they mean there is, we love our customers, and uh, I just sort of wondered if that, the idea of if that's on your dry cleaning, is the concept of love being slightly devalued. If that is, <laughs> if that the case, the men in the work in the, who work in that store seem very pleasant. They've cleaned my suit three or four times in the last couple of months. So I've never got any indication off of them when I've been in that their feelings are any <laughs> deeper than just a customer dry cleaner relationship. I mean, but they might have been too shy to tell me about their true feelings. And that's what they've, they've come up with this paper cover idea as a way, as a way to get it across. It's certainly the first time I've ever had a message on my dry cleaning. So I just thought maybe it's a like, secret message. If that was the case, you know, I think you, you're thinking, well, if that was the case, they would say, we love our customer. They would, they, or we love you. They wouldn't have put customers. It would say we love our favourite customer. We love... You, Mr. Herring, as you've told... I told them my name. You have to do that when you... Get them my phone number. They just have rung me up and told me. But they... You know, perhaps they were just testing the water. They didn't want to freak me out straight away. So they make it look like a message that everyone gets. Perhaps the more I go in, the more direct and sexual the messages may become. But... If, as I think they're trying to imply, they actually love all of their customers, then that doesn't really mean anything at all, does it? I mean, all they're telling me is they love anyone who happens to get their dry cleaning done in their store, in which case that doesn't make me particularly special, does it? That just means anyone who goes in there, happens to be in the local area and needs some dry cleaning, they are in love. They will, they literally love anyone who pays them money. That's what they are. They're nothing more than clothes cleaning prostitutes, those men. Uh, I don't think they really do love any of us, I think they're just saying that. So, so we'll come back. I don't think that their feelings are genuine. If anything, they're coming off a bit needy. I would say. But if they do really love me. I'm not sure I want them dealing with my dirty clothes. I mean, I love Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Not the, not the actress who plays her, she looks like a nightmare, but the actual character, the character of Amy Pond I'm in love with and want to marry the character. I'm prepared to marry the actress if she'll stay in character throughout the, the entire wedding and marriage. Uh, But uh, if if she gave me a bag containing her dirty clothing then I'd do all manner of disgraceful things to it that's the the, I don't know if I want to I don't want to give those dry cleaners if they do love me I don't want to give them my clothes because they might come back dirtier than they went in even if I then dry cleaned Amy Pond's clothes after I'd done what I wanted with them I don't think she'd like the idea of what had happened even if they were perfectly clean knowing you'd given them in they got dirty and then been clean that would be impressive uh, not that this is new to me. I have to tell you, by the way. So I'm doing very well not to laugh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't bother reading this through before I printed print. I print it. Uh, maybe I should put these men to the test. I mean, I should head back to the shop with a piece of paper saying I found this note in my dry cleaning. Thank goodness you were brave enough to do this, because coincident, coincidentally, I love both of you as well. And if you don't mind, if you, and I don't mind if you wank in my clothes before you clean them. <laughs> To be honest, you can wank on them a bit after they're clean, if I'm in them. What do you think? (laughs) But what if that was all part of their plan? I'd have to go along with it, wouldn't I? Suddenly, I'd I'd done that bold move and then... (laughs) Love is a rare and important and probably imaginary thing. And I don't don't think dry cleaners should be using it in this way, even if in its less serious heart-based form to try and get more work. We appreciate your custom would be an okay thing to put there. There is no way to dim- demonstrate appreciation in cartoon symbol form. We need an emoticon for appreciation. <laughs> Let us save love for times we really need it when we're trying to persuade someone to have sex with us. <laughs> or buy us some nice presents or to give us free dry cleaning for life. So um, uh, th- th- that's not bad. That could be in there. You never know. So um, hope it is because I mentioned that one on the leaflet. So... Um, <laughs> That's the terrible thing about Edinburgh. I've got to come up... It comes up in such an odd order. You kind of basically have to decide you're going to do Edinburgh. Uh, You get a venue. Then you have to decide what the show's about. You just have to get a title. Uh, That's the first thing I write. So I thought I'd want to do about love, so I'll call it What is Love Anyway. Uh, Then you have to write 40 words for the Fringe (laughs) programme. And then you have to write 100 words for another thing. And then you have to write a press... Well, the back of the leaflet. So it kind of builds up. And hopefully by August you've got a show. But I don't just... (laughs) It's hard to write a leaflet first before you've got the show. You have to kind of keep it quite broad. But I thought that's, what, uh, <laughs> I thought that's why love would be a good subject. So um, uh, I'm going to also... Because I've got some... Uh, I, I wrote some love poetry as a teenager. Some <laughs> poems about love, about what I thought about love. So I'm going to share one of those. I may have done this at this venue before, uh, in the part, and one of the other hasn't cursed me, but I don't know if I have. But apologies if I have. This is... Um, when, I was, uh, when I was a teenager, and this is when I was 18... Um, uh, I um, or oh, yeah, yeah, coming up to nineteen nearly, I was nearly nineteen. This was my year off. I was still a virgin, as I'm sure you were at nineteen. Uh, and um, that's a good thing. Don't be a, don't be ashamed. Were you a virgin when you were nineteen? Yeah, of course you were. That's right. You could have shown up a nut. I lost my virginity when I was nine to the vi- to my local priest. <laughs> so I beat you. Um, <laughs> But, um, no, oh dear, oh dear, yeah, you're right. That that was an awful thing to say. No, that didn't happen, did it? Because that'll be, that'll be all. I don't want you to start crying and stuff. I'd forgotten, you brought the memories back. Um, He told you he loved you, didn't he? But Told you Jesus loved you, it was worse got you through him. Anyway, I was, I, I, unbelievably when I was a teenager I was very, uh, I was very moral and I, kind of, I was a virgin by choice and also because no one would have sex with me but I, I, I chose not to do that. I'd had a girlfriend for about two uh, years at this point and I had not had sex with her.
1: <sighs> Idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, and I, was kind of, I kind of believed I wanted to be with one person my heart. My mum and dad uh, met when they were 13 years old and are still together now. Never even been out with anyone else. Got married. So sort of, they're nine years after they met. Were virgins when they got married. So 22, 23. Still a virgin then? Are you still a virgin now? That's the question I want to know. Have you had sex? You had sex? Good, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. Uh, so, uh, it's all right. It's all right sometimes. Uh, but... Um, so I kind of thought when I was—I was I was, nice, I was a very nice 18-year-old boy. You kind of—you know—wanted to be with one person. Or one. So I was very judgmental of uh, the kind of men who go out and sleep with loads of women. Which, in a way, is slightly ironic, as my life <laughs> <laughs> turned out. But I think—I uh, think even in this poem, I think it's clear that. I'm slightly frustrated there. I think even though I aim this out at the person I'm writing about, I think it sort of says more about me than it does about him. It's called Tom's Life. Yeah, Tom's Life. It's about Tom and his life.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tom's life. He lost his virginity at the age of 14. Bastard. To a, to a girl he didn't know he'd met at a dance. That's right, he'd met her at a dance. That would have been archaic in 1984, after, after I say this. Man, a dance. <laughs> and ever since that day he's lived in a dream, he must score with any girl if he ever gets the chance. He'll call to the girls with his coarse, slimy chat, shouting, hey, love, come and sit on my knee. He'll say to his friend's core, I wouldn't mind that. And when some slut responds, he'll smile triumphantly. I think that says more about me than the, <laughs> some slut. would be a slut. They're yeah, slut. <laughs> but can't he see that it's also sleazy? And can't he see that it's also easy? Good and also, and also When he takes sex, it's worth nothing more than dust. He's not making love, he's only making lust. Clever? I'll come back, that'll come back as a recurring motive. <laughs> he travels the world with a single ambition to ride with a girl and then make her feel damp. Which, um, that's my understanding of what sex was yeah, at the time. <laughs> it's mainly what it is, right? That's kind guessing from not having done it. That's not a bad uh, bad guess. It's mainly about... He would like to screw. He would like to screw, in inverted commas. He would like to screw. Doesn't mean screw, he means have sex with. Screw. He'd like to screw a girl from every nation. He might as well just go home and start collecting stamps. Yeah. He has so little respect for women and the sluts he's hanging around with, and can't he see those girls will go with anyone apart from Richard Henry? And can't can't even see that it isn't any fun? Can't he see that? I, I could see that. The whole thing is over in one quick thrust. I imagine again. He isn't. He isn't making love. He's only making lust. Right? Tom seems so popular, but is so insecure. (laughs) He really isn't. (laughs) isn't, He's really happy. He really hates to think he'll ever be alone, but all these eggshell friendships can never long endure. Come on, that is good. That is properly good, eggshell friendships. Soon he's gonna find out he's totally on his own. Not for some good time though. He doesn't see that life can be fulfilling. He doesn't even see that true love is much more thrilling. (laughs) If he could find care, happiness and trust, he may start making love instead of making lust. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. Yeah, the young Richard Herring. Still 13 months away from losing his virginity. There we go. Uh, but uh, that's that. So uh, what else can I do for you? Let's see what time it is. I don't know how long I've done. It's been going quite well. Isn't it? I feel like oh, it's 25 minutes. This whole is Fuck. <laughs> I thought I'd done an hour. I thought that's Edinburgh sorted. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Just take that. Keep that on tape. Just play that and I'll go. <laughs> Maybe one more job. Um, let's have a look. Let's see, let's see who's around. So let's see, let's see who's new. What, what's, what, so you got a Virgilio Anderson T-shirt? That's good. That's quite a rarity. What's your name? No. Meredith. Have you been? Do you been to Azat Kirsten before? No. no, first time. You like Collins and Herring more than is Virgilio, Virgilio Anderson? Isn't is it kind of a? Is it, it's a Collins and Herring one, isn't it? Virgilio Anderson. Yeah. You listen to Collins and Herring. Yeah, it's good. I spent, like, the whole you spent the whole summer listening to all of them from the start. <laughs> Who'd you like best, me or Andrew Collins? <laughs> Who do you think's the, probably the funniest one and the best one in it? And the best looking... Andrew, Andrew, Foll- Andrew Collins is funny. No, this is a sentence that's never... The sentence was, Andrew Collins is funny. That's how it's... I mean, it was going to continue. I think, I think she was going to say Andrew Collins is funny in a kind of dipshit way. Is that what you're going to say? That, uh, you are much better. That's what you're going to say. No no, 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 no. Andrew Collins is funny. Whereas I try a bit too hard, don't no, no. I? What do you do for a living, Meredith? You're still in college, eh? Do you ever consider dating a much, much older man who's grotesquely fat and has a girlfriend, but you, would ne- you wouldn't, you'd have to just not say anything about that or go and not go to the papers and stuff and tell them about it. And if you did, I would take out a super, the man would take out a super injunction and stop you doing it. Would you, do, would you be interested in all that? No. <laughs> Worth it, it's all. You've got to ask. you just got to ask. You don't get anywhere without asking. That's what happened with me and Samir Ahmed uh, at university. You're watching. Uh, <laughs> my technique when I, was, when I was at your age at college uh, was to just go up and ask every vaguely attractive woman out, which is, uh, you know, I, I, if you throw enough shit at the wall, someone will so there'll be a, one day, there'll be a mentally ill 19-year-old girl in the front row who will want to have sex with an old man and she'll have some kind of father issues and, you know, it'll be... I'm happy to go along with that. <laughs> Erase all this off the tape, just a bit, just in case this goes bad. I don't want my, my girlfriend, that accidentally going out, of my girlfriend, hearing any of that. This is a character I play. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you can be a bit too full on. That's but uh, with Samar- Samir Ahmed, when I was on, Have I got news Lou, she was. A, she's a newsreader on Channel Four now. But when I met her at university, and uh, she brought that up during Have I got news for you, that I just asked her out and I said, Will you go out with me? And she said, No. And then I said, oh, well, well don't know. worth a try, wouldn't it? Uh, and then walked off and just asked someone else. Instead. That was my technique. Amazingly, enough, so I don't know how I didn't lose my virginity until the last term of the first year. I don't know how that didn't... You would think, when you, just statistically. You ask everyone. Just catch someone in a moment of weakness. It didn't work. So, um, anyway, thanks for coming. Uh, sorry to sexually harass you. Uh, don't, um, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a joke. But lovely. And you both at college together? Yeah? Do you listen to the Colin's Heron podcast or she just made you come to see this? Uh, I listen to You listen to it as it occurs me? Well, yeah, she's better than I like her more than you. Would you have sex with a 44-year-old man? And, you know, all the stuff I said before. I consider it. You consider it? Bang! See, I told you. Enough shit. Throw enough shit. That's the piece of shit that's stuck there. Right there. That is it. Bang! Still got it. I'm not bad looking, am I? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. 40, 43 years old, just still 43. Just, God. Where did it go? Enjoy yourself while you're young. That's what I would suggest. What I suggest is both of you have sex with well, like a 43 year old comedian together at the same time. Because if you don't do it, you only, I tell you, I only regret the things I didn't do as a young person. That's that, I don't, isn't that right? You only regret the things you didn't do, don't you? There's a lot of things you regret. Aren't there? There's a fucking whole massive long list. Um, no, sorry. Thank you very much for coming along. I apologise for my rudeness. That makes up for it. It yeah. but he did at the end, he was horrible. He sexually, basically, sexually harassed me. But at the end, he did say I apologise. <laughs> Is that illegally binding thing? He did at the end. He did say he stabbed me a bit in the street. But he did. I apologise for my rudeness. <laughs> He mugged me and stole all of my stuff, but he did apologise at the end. So I think the good, the good judge must take that into consideration. Uh, but okay, thank you. Uh, so good. Uh, now who we got here? We uh, do I know you haven't. You look vaguely you familiar. you before. Not to, this. Not to this. What's your name? It's Simon. Simon. That's a good name. What do you do for a living, Simon? Teacher. You're a teacher. Yeah. You go through this every day. Well, I'm going through every every day. You're going through this. Only what's going through my head every day? Fighting. <laughs> fighting against the dean was going no you're an, you're an infant school teacher no sorry just the way you go no no this is my, no my wife's my wife's that don't that was my wife don't tell her you teach old people <laughs> even better bang that's allowed though then it? it's allowed. you're allowed to have sex with them if you want you're allowed they're old that's okay it's the best job in the world What did you teach old people? Computers. Computers. okay, that's good, yeah. They're not any good at it, are they? Is there any point? They're just gonna die, you know? So why is there? Just let them die without knowing how computers work. They'll be a lot happier. They'll be going, I don't understand, what do I have to do? Every time I go back and see my parents, I have to this, I go through this saying... I set my mum up on Twitter, which was a mistake, I have to say. But she only wants to be on Twitter so that she can see what I'm saying. Because she was following it on, our, on the website. Because on my website, Rob designs the website, you can read my tweets down the side of my website, If you, you know, the last three or four things I've tweeted. So she was following it on there and then complaining that when you went to downloads... That would disappear, and she was going. So I had to set so, something ridiculous, uh, but I had to set her up on Twitter. But now she follows me, and I say some awful things on Twitter. And then every now and again, my mum will go, Ooh. and she told me she told me off for not working on uh, my scripts when I was <laughs> tweeting about playing Yahtzee or something. She said, "Why don't you go on your scripts?" She emailed me though, so that's because she doesn't understand how to use. <laughs> She's on Twitter, but she doesn't know how to do But they all... Every, I mean, I'm not much better, but they, they're awful. Oh, that's a nice night. Do you get... Is that a well... Do you do that as a voluntary thing, or do you get paid huge amounts of money? You get paid. Is that what attracted you to him, the, uh, the, the, the... The bucks from the old people, yeah? Did you know him before he did that? Or have you... Is it... You're not one of his, one of his old people. Because <laughs> I'm saying, you look really good if you... I mean, if you are. I mean, if he's saying old people, then that is stretching it a long way. LAUGHTER where, where, where did you meet each other? Mm. It's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Sometimes you just know your sense. As a, sometimes your sense there's an interesting story. You work together. It wasn't interesting at all. Do you work in the computing with the old... No, it was somewhere else you work together. He's got a sack of moonlights. I and mean, he is. He's working in the porn industry. It's like, it's like in Love Actually, brilliant film, where the Martin Freeman, he's a... It's a stand-in with a girl from Gavin and Stacey and you see her tits because she wasn't on TV then, so she made that mistake. Is it like that? No, OK. What, what, what were you working as? Well, we were. It's very amusing for, for this. What's your name, sorry? What's your name? Sorry? Pauline. Pauline. yeah. So it's, it's funny for you. Is it going to be funny for everybody? Is this no. like one of these... No, oh, let's carry on though. So be, the, the failure will be amusing. <laughs> what were you doing? What happened? How did he, how did he, how did he make his move? Um, or did you make him... You were working in a small office. He's quite a big guy. You're quite little. Just used his... Used the weight against you. I so thought, I might as well go along with it. It's going to be embarrassing if I don't. I've got to work with him. Might as well. There's one or two ways I can go. Go along with it. Or report him to a tribunal. <laughs> and so, love blossomed. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It's a nice story. (laughs) Then he had to go and work in computers because you decide, actually, that was inappropriate. (laughs) What were you doing in the office? What was the work in the office? You worked for a gardening company? Yeah, Yeah, it's not that funny. (laughs) Uh, That was funny. (laughs) What, doing what? Making seeds and stuff? Putting them in envelopes? Posting them out? Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Why would you move out of that to go to teaching old people? Something happened with the seeds, didn't it? You were, you were putting, putting your own seeds in, weren't you? And some of the... Weren't you? Someone, someone complained. You know, trying to fuse yourself into a... You thought, if I spunk up in one of these, maybe like Jack and the Beanstalk, I feel magic, suddenly there'll be a kind of Triffid, half me, half sunflower, and rule the world, and I'll be there like Davros. Is that what you thought? I know. It's, yeah, it was. It was that. It's amazing I got that. Amazing I got that straight off the bat. <laughs> so, um, look, I'll do, uh, I'll do another, I'll do an old routine that's, uh, that you heard the other day, Andy. I'm sorry, I'm going to do that one again, but you hadn't heard it before. I've got the toilet. You can, you can go to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Dandy <laughs> comes to all the gigs I do. But that doesn't really divide him out from most of the audience there seem, there. seem to be some very normal people in there. maybe lady here seems sort of like a, a person with a moral conscience. You got dragged along, but you're going, oh, you, when, when I did the thing about it, someone a priest having sex, with you, know, oh. you thought it's funny, but you thought, oh, that would, if that actually happened, that would be wrong. The rest of them are going, yeah, that's fine. That's what hey, If you come to enough of my gigs, your whole moral compass shifts. It's like the Bermuda Triangle. You get your moral compass is going. No, you won't know right from wrong anymore uh, but um, yeah I'll do this old routine see if I get through I got through it the other day on uh, uh, one of my previews um, so uh, but quote from a, few, a while ago some of you may remember it um, probably not so um, I, I live in Shepherd's Bush in West London and um I was walking down the road uh, the other day. Clearly, it was many years ago. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) pretend pretend it was the other day. And there was a guy jogging towards me, wearing a t-shirt I found quite offensive. And I'm sorry, I have to tell you what the t-shirt was. But it's an offensive t-shirt, and I'm not. I'm sorry to have to, especially with you, madam. But you have to hear these words. It said, uh, "Give me head till I'm dead." It's an offensive, offensive t-shirt. I'm sorry, I had to report what it said. But I need for the routine to work. Give me head. Till I'm dead. I'm not a racist person. I abhor racism in all its forms. I didn't talk to the guy. I didn't hear him speaking. I'm 100% certain that that man was Australian. Uh, that, he just definitely was. It's, just, it's, not, it's not racist if it's true. That is the rule. So, um, give me head till I'm dead. It's quite an upfront t shirt to wear out in the street, you anyway, think about it. Because that man is asking me, a complete stranger, to enter into a contract with him in which I will put his penis in my mouth perpetually from now until, and I have to say, he was quite a fit-looking, healthy young bloke, till the point he actually physically expires. That could be 50 or 60 years of constant fellatio. I mean, that's, that's a lot to ask based on a t-shirt, isn't it? You'd have to think, well, that's a really funny t-shirt. He looks like a laugh. I'll suck him off till he's dead. isn't it is it just me? I can't imagine after about uh, ten or thirty or forty minutes it'd be particularly pleasurable for either of us, would it? I mean, do you know what it's like when you're getting a blowjob, mate? I mean, yeah, yeah, you do, don't you? Do you know you? Yeah, hey, hey. It's nice, isn't it? It's a nice. I'm not offering to give you one. It's a nice. It's a nice sensation when it's happening, and it? it's nice. It's pleasant. What's going through your mind? Thinking, oh, this is enjoyable. I'm enjoying this sensation. What a pleasant situation. Sens- Situation I found myself. That's basically the internal monologue that's going on as it's happening. But sometimes, when you've finished, so to speak, they'll carry on a little bit too long after. They feel a bit all sexy and sensual, don't they? But you've come now. Got a little bit sensitive down there. It's like, a, it's a little bit. It's like, isn't it? It's a bit painful. It starts to hurt, is not it? They're chomping away on the end. You go, just get off, leave it alone for five minutes. Then come and have another crack at it, you cock hungry
1: whore!
0: I think, uh, just rescued a relationship there, I think that's. He um, actually came up to me for the gig. He said, I've got, I'm sitting in the front row having a bit of a problem with my partner. Is there any way you can slip that into a routine, that problem, in a funny way, so she'll know? I said, I've got a routine that might segue quite nicely into that. So it'd be unpleasant. Surely it'd also be massively inconvenient for that bloke, wouldn't it? To live the rest of his life with a short, middle-class comedian kneeling in front of him at all times, his penis in my mouth, whether flaccid or erect, working away at it. It'd be very difficult when you ever go jogging again, for example. I mean, it'd be embarrassing in social situations. When a family Christmas, I would say... That would be an unwanted talking point. <laughs> I've been embarrassed doing that in front of his grand. What, get, what gets me is so selfish. You know, a typical selfish man, give me head till I'm dead. What a typical man, thinking of his own. If that t-shirt said, give me head once a day until I'm dead, that is realistic. Then obviously after that, it'll be my turn to do you. That's just polite. That's how these things should work. That's a contract I can enter into. I'm getting something given, returning it, quote-quote. This is just about me satisfying him. What about my needs? What about my knees, to be honest? Not... Let's say this bloke lives another 50 years, right? He's an old man. He falls seriously ill. He's in hospital, in a coma. He's not dead, is he? Contractually, by the terms of that t-shirt, I am still obliged to be sucking away on his tiny old man acorn winky. There's nothing more than a flap of skin now. It's not... It's not recognisable as a human penis. It's a, it's a smegma-coated nubbin. That's what we're working He's urinating freely, in I oh, oh Why did I go along with this? With the benefit of hindsight, I'd say this was the worst decision I've made in my life. I don't, I don't know why, just stinking. I've certainly had time to ruin my impetuosity. It <laughs> was such a funny t-shirt, right? Huh? <laughs> what, what, what if a nurse comes in, sees what I'm doing, goes, why are you fellating that comatose old man? Be very difficult to explain the chain of events that led to that scenario, wouldn't it? Unless he was still wearing the t shirt, but um, I think he's the kind of bloke. The minute you took, the minute you started sucking his cock, he'd take the t shirt off, throw that in the bin, wouldn't he? So people are going, you know, going, what's that? What's going on? I've noticed that when, wherever you are, I've noticed don't know, there's this bloke. I am kind of vaguely recognize him from somewhere. So, did he write Jerry Springer The Opera? So I know, it's. No. Oh, see, his, his mate, his mates with him. That would expect performing flay show. Why is he doing that? He's just really in love with me. That's why he, he, he really loves me. He just saw me. He started doing. It, I can't stop him. I'm going. I mean, doing, 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 doing? I'm going. What did you I'm going. Where to hear what he said. But then I thought maybe I'm being unfair on that guy. Maybe he's actually suicidally depressed. Maybe the t-shirt's giving me head until I'm dead. He's worked out. If you were to receive constant flay show, that would probably kill you pretty quickly. Uh, just the aggravation, you know, it would bring on... Get quite chafed down there, when to get dry. Be uh, prone to infection. I think... Um, I think if you were constantly fellated, you'd die pretty quickly just through a loss of nutrients. I, I think if you were constantly inflated, you would die within a month of a zinc deficiency. Whilst ironic, the person giving you head would die of a zinc overdose. It's like a bizarre suicide pact. For me, Romeo and Juliet would have been better had it ended that way. I'm not saying I'm better, I couldn't have written the rest of that play, I'm not saying I'm better than Shakespeare, but I think if Shakespeare was here, he'd hold up his hands, go, you know, I think the bizarre zinc deficiencies, zinc overdose, fellatio suicide plot, that is a better ending, probably to all of my plays, if I'm honest, that could have been my, signature motif. Then I thought, maybe I'm being really unfair on this guy. Maybe he's making a philosophical point about the nature of pleasure. He's wearing a t-shirt saying, give me head till I'm dead. An idiot like you or me. So we'd look at that and go, I love getting head. Imagine if I got it. No offence, you are an idiot. I would mean, look at it. we go, brilliant. I love getting head. Imagine if I got it all the time. That would be like heaven on earth. Then we start thinking through the ramifications of the contract it'd be aggravating it'd be painful it'd be inconvenient part of the pleasure of the blowjob is that it doesn't happen all the time it's the anticipation of the blowjob that's one of the pleasures when will that amazing thing happen to me again if it happened all the time we wouldn't have that the anticipation in fact for pleasure to mean anything there must be times when you're not receiving the pleasure for the pleasure to have any relative meaning there must be peaks of pleasure then troughs where there's no pleasure even pain so then when the pleasure comes along there's something to compare it to if you think about it heaven is supposed to eternal bliss for the rest of all time you're in one perpetual state perfect happiness imagine how annoying that would get after like two or three thousand years you'd just go please God please let me feel something else other than perfect happiness I'm I'm really getting my face is really aching please just for a few seconds let me feel something else you'd look at the people in hell and you'd envy them because even though they're in constant pain at least have the hope that one day they'll be released from the pain feel another emotion you know for the rest of all time you're in one perpetual state perfect happiness you realise too late that heaven is in fact a word Hell than hell itself! And in hindsight, I'm pretty sure that's why that guy was wearing that t-shirt uh, to make that point. And um I misjudged him. He was a philosopher prince. Don't get many of those in Shepherd's Bush. He was he was the kind of bloke I quite liked to suck off uh, until he was dead. So uh, Look, we're going to have a, a break now. That's, uh, I've, I've done my 40 minute. I've done, given you two extra minutes. Uh, and so uh, um, we'll uh, go and have a wee and drink, and uh, we'll come back with the podcast. Uh, if you find the toilets, there's a big queue. You can go uh, to Burger King and go to the toilets there. It's a little tip. If you're ever in Leicester Square, uh, need a wee. A little tip for you. Burger King, that's the place to go. Uh, but uh, it will be interesting to see. Give me a report back on whether the male or female toilet queue was longer. I think, the, I think the male one will still take it, just but some men have foolishly brought their girlfriends with them to this gig. <laughs> you won't be going out with each other after this. You wait till the second half. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it so far. We'll see you with the proper show in a bit. Thank you. <laughs>